Hi there, Julie Oliver here. I created this podcast in hopes that by sharing what God is speaking into my life, it'd be a catalyst for whatever he's doing in yours. So wherever you are, know that we're in this together because God has a wonderful life waiting on every one of us. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to my first podcast. Julie Oliver here, that's the title of the podcast and and today I want to talk about something that Holy Spirit's really been bringing to light in my own life and it's very appropriate in this season again being my first podcast what this is about. Um, but just to give a little backstory, me and my husband, my wonderful husband Cody, have been married about a year and a half. And September 2017 is when we got married. And uh, we're worship pastors at a church called Resurgent Atlanta in North Atlanta. We're located in a co-working, co-working space. We meet there on Sundays near SunTrust Park called Rome. And uh, my husband Cody just started a part-time job there working as a hospitality assistant during the week. And if you've never heard of a co-working space, it's kind of like a gym membership, but for businesses. So freelancers, lawyers, basically any type of business that you can think of uh, will meet here and have conferences, meetings, or just sit around and do their own thing and uh, they have wi-fi and like all of the basic needs that you need Uh, but because our church meets there and he works there um, it's set up where i'm able to go in and uh, sit around and do my own work and write and edit photos and things like that and the management has been so welcoming to me and i'm really really grateful for that and so uh, but something funny happened the other day is i'm walking in and i just feel this feeling And some of you will know what I'm kind of talking about once I explain this feeling of I don't belong here. I feel like, you know, I didn't pay for this. Like people are looking at me like, oh, she's around too much. She's outstaying or welcome. Just that kind of feeling that even from when you were a little kid, you start to get that stuff. Like, for example, uh, when I was a kid, I was not on any sports teams besides for like the elementary soccer school thing. Because I just was so intimidated by this. Like, if I wasn't the best, I'm not going to do it. Because I'm going to embarrass myself and I just don't belong here. There's other people. I'm just taking up space. And it's just toxic thinking. But, you know, once you get older, you're like, no, I don't think like that. But it just raises up its ugly head once in a while. But so anyway, I walk in one day and I just get this feeling of like, I'm an outsider. I didn't pay for this membership like everybody else did in here. Everyone else looks so much more put together and professional than I am. Like, what am I doing here? Because I know my husband has offered me full access in agreement with the manager. And yet the self-imposed feeling of being the outsider remained. You know, as Christians, we are the bride of Christ. The Bible talks about Jesus being the bridegroom, the husband of the church, and he has paid the full price unto the king, unto the father, to say we are welcome into his kingdom and we are welcome into everything that he has for us. And yet sometimes we feel like we don't have full access into what he paid for. So Holy Spirit got a hold of these feelings that I was feeling. And he he said, he said, could it be something deeper going on here? That this issue is not about me using up Wi-Fi in a co-working space. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. You know, if you're boiling a pot of water and there's dirt at the bottom of it, it's going to rise to the top. You're going to be able to see all the imperfections once it gets under that pressure, into that heat. So this feeling that I was feeling should not have been considered at surface value because a deeper issue was bubbling to the surface. 
And Holy Spirit was getting my attention to expose these things. I encourage you. One thing that I like to do um, is if I feel like, ooh, I did not like my reaction to that situation or something in this moment is getting my attention. I just take out a note on my phone and I ask a simple question, Holy Spirit, what do you think about this? And I jot down a couple couple phrases I'm hearing or if he directs me to a scripture. And even if I don't know the address, like where it's found, I just kind of, you know, write down the parts of it that I remember and I look it up later and I kind of dive into that side note but anyway so this this was holy spirit getting my attention to expose a root lie that i was believing this was about me feeling worthy to receive something freely given to me worthy of grace worthy to take part in what he paid for worthy to do this thing to be on a team and know that i'm accepted by the leader to feel like i belong and i'm making a difference where i'm at Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, Jesus came to them, them being the disciples, and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of age. I'm always with you to the very end of the age. All authority has been given to Jesus. And like we said earlier, because of what he did for us on the cross, as we um, accept that on our behalf and we ask for forgiveness, we come to God. He has welcomed us in, welcomed us into the family of God. And he's welcomed us in with, with full access to everything that that entails, to the kingdom of God, to the family of God, to go and do what he's called and sent us to do here on the earth. Recently, we went to this thing. Cody and I have a friend who plays guitar for a band um, who does worship nights around the country, and they were here in our home state of Georgia. We show up knowing that it wasn't a sold-out show, and so the the business will offer the team members um, passes for friends and family um, if they're able to. And so we said, hey, I'll have a couple passes waiting for you at Will Call. So we show up, we've driven a couple hours, and we didn't expect to see a ton of people we knew because it was kind of on the other side of the state. But we ran some some sweet old friends, and we said, hey, and I was kind of confused looking around for, for the door. Um, but then I saw this huge line of like 75 to 100 people deep, and it just was getting longer and longer and longer. And we had shown up with the intention of saying hi to our friend before everything got started. And I realized if we get in that line and – we don't even have a ticket when we get up to the front. We're just going to be wasting time. We we don't have what we need. Like it's it's inside the door, but we can't even get past this security line. And I just was so embarrassed to even say to our friends there. I was like, oh, yeah, we have a, you know, access pass or whatever, because I didn't want to feel like I was being uppity for some reason. Like I just was embarrassed of this thing. And then we go to the line and I'm like, Cody, People are like looking at us. I don't want him to feel like we're cutting in line. Like it just was freaking me out. And he's like, no, 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 follow me. And so we just asked the security lady, hey, where is this? She's like, just go on through. Don't worry about it. And I just felt these eyes on me and I just felt pressure. But we go in, we get what we needed and everything was fine. But I'm always, I'm almost embarrassed to say that I was embarrassed that I had access, that, you know, something had been given to us. We had been blessed with this thing. I had a full access pass. We as believers, we have a full access pass to the kingdom. And sometimes we're afraid to step into what God's calling us to do because we're like, is this going to be too much for some people? Is it going to be too much for me to handle? 
We have a full access pass to God and we don't need to let shame or fear keep us from that. I will not be ashamed of the blessing of the Lord. That's something that my mom taught me from a young age. I will not be ashamed of what God has has given to me and I'm stewarding. I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel. I'm not going to be ashamed of myself. For whom the Son has set free is surely free, John 8, 36. And I can't afford to live this life in self-rejection, fear, embarrassment, because it's going to keep me from all that God has for me. You know, I'm reminded of the story of Esther, and I love her for so many reasons. But in this context, I'm talking about her courage to walk in the role that God had for her. If you're unfamiliar with the story of Esther, it's a book in the Bible. And this young Persian or this young Jewish girl living in Persia, uh, basically, for a lack of a better term, pageants her way um, or God has favor on her in this kind of pageant scenario to be set up to become queen of the kingdom of Persia. So she's there and she's Jewish, mind you, and nobody knows. It was a minority in the kingdom at the time. And her uncle Mordecai, who was a scribe in the courts, comes to her and tells her about this conspiracy threat to basically genocide the Jewish people at the time. And he said, you have access to the king. You have got to expose what's about to happen. Here's the thing. In the culture at the time, nobody could enter the courtroom or approach the king's throne without being summoned. Or if they came, if he didn't extend his scepter to them saying, you're good, go ahead, uh, they would be immediately executed or punished or put into prison. So surely she had probably seen stuff like this happen before. She might have even seen people killed because of this law, but she knew what was at stake. And her position allowed her to be in the king's presence, but there was still this protocol of the culture of the land that kept her timid. Finally, she she works up the courage a couple times. She goes to him, and when she approaches the throne, instead of being punished or even executed, the king greets her with love, extravagant love. He says, oh, my queen, and I'm embellishing this. This is just how I imagine it. Like, oh, I'm like my sweetheart. Hey, what you doing, honey? You look so good today. I'm going to give you up to half of my kingdom if you want it. What do you want? What do you want? I want to give you everything. I want to give you the world. So she approaches him and, and, and later on she exposes this, this lie, this conspiracy to take out her people. But the fear of being out of order, not welcomed or ill-prepared could have kept her out. If she would have let that fear control her, it would have ultimately cost the lives of thousands of people. But she went in, shaking, probably, but confident, knowing that the king had named her queen, knowing her position, knowing her role, knowing her identity. The king had given her full access to himself and to the kingdom. And that's where I'm I'm, I'm at right now. I'm a daughter of the king. I have full access to God. I know who I am in him and I know the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in me and I can't afford to live a life that is not fully engaged with his purpose for me and no fear will keep me from his presence. I don't know where you're at today or what the edge or if you're on the edge of a new season or you're feeling uh, these dreams of God just starting to pop up in you, you know, like this desires of like, oh, I've never thought about that before. Or maybe I could do this and do something really good with it. But this lie of, you know, there's too many people at the table. Surely there's not a seat for you. 
I just want to expose that right now and just say, no, the truth is, is that God has called you to do wonderful things on the earth, to spread the kingdom of God. And he wants to use you because he loves you and he trusts you with the Holy Spirit that lives in you. I just want to leave you with this. Um, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. I love the scripture. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has accepted us into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So let us then approach the God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Confidence. I love that. And I know that's where he's calling me today. Even this being my my first podcast, there was a lot of fear that went into, I don't know if this is going to do anything. I just know that it's what I'm desiring to do. And I know that God is calling me to do in the season. It might look different tomorrow. It might look different five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever. But I just want people to know how good God is. And again, like I say, my open, I want to share what God's doing in my life, hoping and praying that it's going to be a catalyst and what he's doing in yours. And you know, not every podcast uh, just referencing is going to be uh, this heavy or spiritual. Sometimes I might have Cody on and just tell funny stories or some of my friends I just want to welcome you in to uh, my life and what he's speaking and saying to me. And I hope it's going to, it's going to encourage you. So love you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll see you next time.